0: you've seen his family. There's not a day that goes by where this man isn't viral on Twitter. But who is this man behind the memes? He's deeply embedded in the conservative movement. He has worked for or with every single name you know. His videos have generated billions of views. And now that his third kid is on the way, recently he's made family and the importance of it a major topic of discussion with his content. Fun fact He's the person who hired me to work for Turning Point USA over four years ago. For the first time ever, I chatted with my guest on everything from working for Tucker Carlson in the early days, if dads should change diapers, because this is somehow a topic of discussion on Twitter, the thoughts that he has on the Steve and Crowder scandal, why young conservative men don't want to get married, and how to go viral on Twitter— Please welcome host of The Benny Show and the godfather of the conservative internet, Benny Johnson, to The Spillover. You look great. Am I looking at a full seed oil-free Benny Johnson right now or what?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) What is this transformation?
1: Carnivore diet.
0: Are you actually?
1: And parenthood. Wait, carnivore diet for real? I eat stuff that God grew.
0: Like only meat and fruit and honey? Is that what it is?
1: No microplastics. Good. One, it makes you sterile, and I'm expecting my third child in two weeks, so that's not a problem. And then two, uh, you shouldn't be putting all of this, these chemicals in your body.
0: But I don't feel like you were like this when we first met four years ago.
1: Yes, it's because I did something that I would advise all men to actually change tune-on, which is to start listening to your wife. <laughs> Nurse Kate. <laughs> what was she telling said, you? She said, you don't have to be – okay. She said, listen. She looks at the cereal box. I ate like a four-year-old, okay? She looks at the cereal box of Fruity Pebbles and she goes, have you seen a pebble? Have you ever seen a pebble look like that? Are pebbles neon? That's not natural.
0: All the artificial dyes, all the artificial colors. And
1: you don't have to give up the things that you love. It's just what are you doing consistently instead of like like, one piece of pizza didn't make you fat, right? Like, so it's what are you doing consistently? If I'm eating a bowl of Fruity Pebbles this big every night, well, I'm going to look like a bit, a bit of a slob. I've lost 30 pounds.
0: 30 pounds 30 in 30 how pounds
1: long? 30 pounds doing what? Doing what? In 30 pounds in uh, eight months.
0: And what were you doing?
1: Eating steaks. I kid you not. Eating steaks covered in butter. Every night. With a bone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and you steaks, don't get tired of it.
1: No. And I eat what I, what do I eat in the morning. I eat bacon and eggs and an avocado and it's a delicious breakfast. It's the most expensive breakfast on the menu if you go out to, to eat. No, it actually because they're is. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, this is like because th- it's so delicious because it's so because it's so tasty. And that's what I get to eat. And I get to be thin while I do that. But
0: you know, I, what's funny is your wife would get on to me about how I ate when we first met. And I was like, yeah. whatever, Nurse Kate, you don't know. Like, I'm a chicken nugget princess. I'm not changing. And then now it's like I've totally been radicalized. And she was right all along.
1: Okay, so what what do you mean by that? Like, did you—so you were eating chicken nuggets, and you oh, were yeah, obsessed just, with chicken nuggets. just
0: my—I think my diet— And ketchup, primed, right? To, yeah, just ketchup only. But I think my diet primarily consisted of processed food every right. day. All my snacks, like, I, that's how I was getting filled up was processed food, which is, by the way, how most Americans are— getting full every yes. day with their diet. And that's not real. Yes. And, and so it just was destroying me. I always felt tired, always felt terrible. And uh, I finally was radicalized because, you know, what it was for me is during the pandemic, I, I, well, I just started thinking about it right after the pandemic. I was like, wow, during the pandemic, because so we realized, you know, big tech has been lying to us about everything. Big pharma has been lying to us about everything. Well, what about big food? Is that a thing? Then I went down that rabbit hole and I've been forever
1: changed. So think about livestock. If you want to keep a like livestock docile and like hooked up to the trough, then you you pump it full of this easy, cheap food and you just give them slops of it. And that's what they want. us. They want us to be docile. They want us to be lazy. They want us to be slovenly, to not be able to defend ourselves or our children. They want the state to be able to help out in parenthood. I can tell you this. uh, Parenting is a full body contact sport. And my kids aren't even really that old, and man, lifting up like two little kids, like wily little infants, like in walking them up the stairs, right for nap time or bedtime, you you got to be strong. Parents must be strong, and they want you to be weak, to be controllable, to be able to not put up a fight, to not be able to defend your family. Yeah, I and mean, listen, like they, they <laughs> you want to go there? Let's just go there. All the serial killers. I know you're I, – I know the spillover. I know you're into that. Like all the serial killers, they always say, what are the girls that will prey on? The ones without strong fathers. The ones without like real men in their lives.
0: Those are the ones you can manipulate.
1: That's right. And so that, that is a constant and that comes from our food, what we put into our bodies. And they want you to be weak. And so they pump your food full of stuff that shouldn't be in there and it makes you weak and it controls it can be a control mechanism for you.
0: Well, your wife, I mean, yeah, she's one of the healthiest people I know. I think she's also like the only pregnant woman I know that still has abs. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like it tr- it's true though. Here's
0: the question. If
1: it's just one big ab.
0: If an intruder broke into your all's house <laughs> and let's just say worst-case scenario you are not able to get to the intruder intruder first and nurse Kate was the first person that could approach them with a gun and she gets the guy but she's the one who shoots him how would you feel would you feel emasculated or would you be proud of her
1: I'd tweet it immediately was <laughs> the first thing I'd put on X I'd be like uh, uh, my wife just killed an intruder
0: some guys say and I'd be th- so proud of it they couldn't handle that because they would feel emasculated
1: I have a trad wife and I'm proud of that a and, real one and it's a real one I hope we get into that Uh, Let's get into it because there are there. I think there's a there's an entire industry of like LARPing non real trad wives out there. Well, I
0: tried to draw attention to this on Twitter myself a couple days ago, and I was told that because I'm even saying that I must be some kind of pantsuit wearing feminist.
1: I just wish to say I just wish to say before we hop into that, that. God. If you believe in a God and if you are a Christian, then you have to assume that when Christ says, look at the birds of the air, look at this sparrow, this sparrow didn't, wants for nothing. Everything has been given to this sparrow. It's beautiful. And, and Solomon in all of his wonder and splendor wasn't clothed as beautiful as this little bird. That God created the earth and everything that grows out of it, like for our consumption, naturally. And all I'm saying is that that's really simple. You don't have to give up the you what you really are giving up is slavery, slavery to these chemicals that are meant to entrap you. You are like able you you have uh, within your power, the capacity to change your life and you can go and grab that by like making simple. Small. Changes and that's all. I that's that's all I did. I lost. I, I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a wonder diet. It was no special pill. It was not nothing, nothing. I simply moved a little bit during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ate well, and then married a trad wife.
0: When you wake up in the morning, is the first thing you do check Twitter X?
1: Yes. So I always check for my wife. She's always up before me. She's up at six in the morning, and she goes down and gets a workout in at six in the morning.
0: And sometimes at, your, at your daughter will pregnant. sit there with her and
1: watch her. Nine months pregnant, and she's up at six in the morning getting a workout in. Like killing it on the treadmill and lifting heavy, like lifting actual weights and preparing ourselves for like the day with children and to be to be strong, because by frankly, Alex, the reason why you're here and the reason why I'm here, the reason why any of us are here, if you're listening to this the reason why you're here is because you had a strong person in your bloodline. Your ancestors were strong. Your ancestors were survivors. And what do you need to, to survive? There's a lot of people who aren't here today because they didn't have survivors in their family. Like, you come from a lineage of proud survivors and kings and queens and people who fought and lived much harder lives to get to this point. And you owe it to them, actually, to learn that, that survivor mentality. That means being strong for your kids, being able to defend them. If my wife shoots someone, I'm super proud of that. If, I mean, lawfully, right? Like, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Kate would never do. She's, she's sweet. She doesn't have, actually have a firearm. She doesn't. I want to get her a firearm. Wait,
0: is that her choice or or what?
1: She wants training.
0: Yeah. That's her choice. She's not against it.
1: She just wants, she's like, I would like some training. I would like to find one. And this just hasn't been the time. I have firearms. We have a big gun safe.
0: Good. Here are some things that I believe are actually scams, but they've become so normalized, nobody questions them. Prepare for my hottest takes, wellness checkups. Big soap, American tipping culture, and I'm just going to say it, fiats. Do you think you're sexy driving a bean? You drive a bean, man. Grow up. What's not a scam is investing in an incredible face moisturizer. My ride or die baby love is the hydrating retinol moisturizer by Nimi Skincare. Even out textured skin. No more little blackhead bumps on my nose. I wake up and my redness is toned down, not to mention I rarely ever, ever, ever break out. I'm fully convinced that Nimi Skincare has worked out the perfect recipe of retinol, aloe, and jojoba oil to make this product legendary cold status. Nimi Skincare is conservative owned. You can get an entire three-step route for under 100 dollars right now at MimiSkincare.com with code AlexClark for 10% off. Go ahead and DM me. Alex, you were right. Before you even place your order, so that you can just mark that off your to-do list. See what I did there. I have talked about this moisturizer ad nauseum for years. Now it's time for you to see what the hype is all about once and for all. Go to NemeSkincare.com and use code Alex Clark for 10% off your order or find the link in the show notes. Use code Alex Clark for nimi Skincare. Modern skincare, timeless values. Yeah. Do you ever worry about uh, threats that you get on social media that they would materialize into real threats?
1: Yeah. I mean, right. So we take precautions. Yeah. But I also don't read the comments. Uh, you shouldn't read the comments either.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm really bad about it. you think I would learn my lesson by now, but I don't. But uh, it's so funny. Like, it, it's really full circle getting to interview you now because you hired me four years ago. You were at the time Turning Point USA's chief creative officer. What was your first impression of me the first time I came to Turning Point and pitched this idea for my first show, which was politics? Do you remember that day?
1: Yes. I remember ordering Chick-fil-A and you being like, "I'll only take nuggets <laughs> with ketchup."
0: <laughs> Did you think that the idea of like, I want to do this pop culture show from a conservative perspective, like, really, "Yeah, this may not work." but It's
1: genius. It's genius. And, and, and I hope you don't mind me saying so. Like you, you really figured out the matrix before any of us knew what was about to happen with Donald Trump, because what you had with Donald Trump was then the perfect fusion of politics. And pop culture.
0: Yeah, because he's the pop culture president.
1: Yes. Yes. And he was a celebrity for 50 years before he became president. And that is his superpower. His superpower is being a celebrity.
0: Well, at the time, so at the time, Tyler Boyer, who's the COO of uh, our sister organization, I remember he he didn't love the name Poplitics. Uh, he just like, eh, that's too hard to say. I don't think that's right. And then he was very iffy. I immediately said, I, I want to call people that watch my show cute servitives. And he bumped <laughs> on that too. He's like, I don't know about that. Do you? Do you remember what your thoughts were on that? Or it was were you brilliant. Like, eh.
1: It's brilliant. Now look at you. <laughs> now look at you. We were talking. We were talking before the podcast, like how you can't if you go to YWLS, Young Women's Leadership. It's like Taylor, Taylor Swift. With a stadium full of Swifties <laughs> is not as powerful as Alex Clark. I'm not saying at young this. women's leadership. And if you if you know you know, and and I know you if you've been there you know.
0: If you've been there, it's definitely like there's nothing else that compares in the conservative movement. For it's sure. worked,
1: and I'm I, so proud of you. And it's, I'm it's, so proud of you because that takes real vision. Thank you. Because that didn't exist before.
0: It's a fun little corner of the internet that I've cultivated. I nothing think
1: nothing existed like that. Consider like women. Consider women, I'm not going to name any names, but like women in the conservative movement before politics, let's say they cared about pop culture, which of course women care about pop culture. I care about pop culture. Everyone cares about pop culture. Everyone does. They lie when they say they don't. Yeah. And, And you should because politics is downstream of culture. And if you ever want to affect politics, you actually have to affect culture first, which I think we're actually doing an amazing job on thanks to shows like yours and thanks to us actually recalibrating as a movement. Well, look
0: at the iTunes charts right now. Look that at Oliver guy. That's blowing. Oliver up. Anthony
1: has the top. Has three songs in the top ten. Now there are artists that have billions with a B dollars put behind them in their careers and never get three songs in the top ten. Never in the iTunes chart. Think the Sound of Freedom. Indiana Jones, the most expensive movie ever made, ever. Three hundred and fifty-seven million dollars spent to make Indiana Jones. So you have to triple that effectively to to break even. Sound of Freedom beats it. On 17 million.
0: What do you think that says about the state
1: of America today? I think it says that you were right all those years ago. Again, I don't come on your show just like to just compliment you. I'm happy to compliment you anytime you ask for one and you, she asked for one a lot. She's always up in my DMs like, <laughs> please, please, I need a compliment today, Benny. But, but you called it, which is that there was a real – we really missed – This moment, we're talking about marginal tax rates. Well, it doesn't matter because you won't have the power to change marginal tax rates and the national debt if you don't have any political power. And political power comes from cultural moments.
0: People say you are the godfather of conservative Internet. That's a pretty hefty title. What was what was your first job in the media (laughs) journalism space anyway? Because you've worked everywhere.
1: Okay, so my first job was as an unemployed, like an unpaid Writer for Breitbart.com. And I would write for Breitbart.com. I studied organic chemistry at the University of Iowa. What? And I, didn't I went know that. and I worked inside of a chemical applications company in a little town called Friedrichshafen, Germany. And I was there and I was doing... What I was supposed to do, right, as a good little German boy, growing up in Iowa, you're supposed to go be a doctor or you're supposed to study chemistry. I come from a long line of engineers. My father's a chemical engineer. Okay, I'm His father I, I and father before shit. him is a chemical engineer. I did not know that. Uh, but they didn't have internet. And so here's the difference is that I in probably would have been quite happy with that life. I mean, I would have been okay. I got really high marks, good grades. I straight a student in math and chemistry, love physics. Uh, I was raised in Iowa, and so I care a lot about politics because that was what you do in Iowa. There's nothing else going on. In middle America. That's right. The Iowa State Fair. And Turning Point had a huge presence there at Iowa State Fair uh, that is ongoing right now. And I really thought that, like, wow, you know, you have to – you have to – you are responsible for the time you're given here on this earth. And what, it, what, could, what, what is going to affect America in, in a more positive way? Um, me sitting there like tinkering with chemicals in a laboratory or like jumping into politics. And I'd always loved politics.
0: And what did your dad think about that?
1: Uh, they, they're right wing, right? So they, they liked it. You're like Okay. They were like, you're going to be poor and you're going to never have, you're going to be on food stamps. So, uh, careful. I a career in politics, but we made it work. Andrew Breitbart gave me my first job.
0: Okay. Tell me politics. about I've worked working for him. Well, what were some of your favorite takeaways from working for Andrew Breitbart?
1: I mean, that you have to be in, functionally, in, you have to be a lunatic to work in conservative media. You have Why? to be like functionally insane. What does that mean? Well, if you're going to be effective, you have to have like the energy to fight uh, like 20 different battles at on 20 different fronts at a time, and like have a really thick skin, and like actually enjoy the fight. You have to have a warrior spirit. You have to have a survivor spirit. You have to go back to our ancestors and like actually survive. And Andrew Breitbart was that guy. And and it was amazing to see his energy and what he built. I mean, consider this. Consider this at at peak Breitbart. James O'Keefe was working for him. Ben Shapiro was working for him. Dana Loesch was working for him. Um, I'm probably forgetting like four or five other massive names, like household conservative names, names that like have gone off and started their own empires based on what they learned from Andrew Breitbart. That's what the Daily Wire is. And they'll straight up say it. And Ben Shapiro will, will, will say it. He was an editor at Breitbart. And they'll say that so much of what he learned, so many people owe their entire careers to Andrew. And I'm one of them. You also
0: work for BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah. RIP. <laughs>
1: RIP. <laughs> I offered to buy it. You did? I said I'll buy like you guys. Yeah, because they're all going out of business and they're firing everyone. I just need to change the name to BasedFeed. And they then we'll, no. turn, we'll turn into a right-wing blog. And we'll we'll redo all. We'll Elon redo, probably would have pitched in. We'll redo all the articles. Yeah.
0: And so, what was their response?
1: Uh, I didn't get a response yet. Sadly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm waiting. <laughs>
0: I live in Phoenix and I can count on one hand how many times it rains every year. It's almost always sunny and blue skies. That being said, August is monsoon season. We finally get some days under 100 degrees this summer, overcast skies, and then we get these epic storms usually at night. Otherwise, it'll still be pool weather here till Thanksgiving. So on monsoon days, when it's cloudy and a brisk and crisp 98 degrees, which is cool for Phoenix, You better believe I am enjoying breakfast on my porch with a cold glass of 100% mandarin juice from Squeezed Juice. Squeezed Juice is simply one of the best juice brands that I've come across, and I love that they're conservative and family-owned from a farm in California. You are getting 100% fresh-pressed juice, never from concentrate, no water added, no GMOs, that is truly a tree-to-bottle drink for the whole family. Fresh-squeezed mandarin juice is slap your grandma good. Ouch! Sorry, Grandma. If you're a pomegranate person, they have 100% pomegranate juice too. There are also mixed juices like their power green juice made from matcha, spinach, cucumber, and celery. The immunity juice is orange in color. It's full of vitamin C, ginger, turmeric, and habanero pepper. And their focus juice is a reddish-purple one that gives you as much natural energy as one and a half cups of coffee thanks to a plant called guarana. And it also has a taste of natural strawberries and beets. This is your last chance to try and support a conservative-owned family business fighting tooth and nail against big food with a huge discount. Try Squeeze Juice with promo code Alex for 25% off. Click the link in the show notes or go to shop.squeezejuice.com with code Alex for 25% off. That's shop.squeezejuice.com with code Alex for your last chance at 25% off your order of 100% fresh squeeze juice shipped cold to your door. Did you see that video a couple years ago? They had all the BuzzFeed workers take a testosterone test (laughs) and all of them were testing below average.
1: Like way, but like, like critically below. Like soy boy
0: is real scientifically. Yes.
1: Yes. Soy boy is real. They don't want you to be able to procreate. I'm sorry. Like they don't want your dicks to work.
0: Why they what don't was it? want
1: men to be able to procreate? Period. What was it
0: actually like for you interacting with the other coworkers there? Like, I can't imagine you in that environment, honestly.
1: Um, how do I? How do I say? How do I say this? Like, without yeah, without like sounding. It was like I was inside of a zoo. <laughs> Um, And while I think that they look like the funny animals, right, like when you go to the zoo, it, do the animals look at us, right, as, as if we are the weirdos in the cage?
0: Yeah, I'm sure they thought you were a lunatic.
1: And that's what they thought, yeah, because I was writing pro-2A stuff. They let me write – they wrote, let me write super right-wing articles, like big-time right like, – like, cho- like, like during a pro-choice rally, I made this like, big article about how everyone should be pro-life, and they let me publish it. And it got them destroyed, but it also got them an enormous amount of cash, uh, so much money. because what that did was it brought in this massive viral audience of conservatives on the internet, and especially Facebook, which was the driver of so much right. of their traffic. And so th- these articles would bring in this huge Facebook on in fact, Facebook actually emailed I've seen the email because it's been passed around that i broke I broke Facebook I wrote. An article praising George H. George W. Bush. That's something I would never write today. <laughs> but in my in my political infancy, I wrote an article praising George W. Bush and his treatment of soldiers. Uh, again, something I wouldn't write today. But but he was very lo- he's a very loving, tender, like huggy kind of guy, cry weepy kind of guy. And he he was always he was always like embracing these families of soldiers, and they never got any play. And so I, I put it all together on BuzzFeed. And I po- it was shared so much that Facebook shut down BuzzFeed's account because they thought it was spam. Wow. It was being shared so hard on the platform. And so that's how suicidal this worldview is, because you'll actually destroy your own company before turning a profit. Right. Doing something that you view as icky, which is just humanize, simply humanizing conservatives. And so that's where this entire cottage, you know, the, the entire parallel economy has sprung out of their inability to even just extend a single olive branch. And, of course, they fired my ass just like just like half the other places I've worked.
0: Yeah. When did you work at the Daily Caller?
1: Daily Caller was right before Turning Point.
0: And was Tucker Carlson technically your boss? All
1: the time in the newsroom. He tussled my hair once because I asked for a Tucker. <laughs> Poor so a Tucker. It, it I, I'm not going to do it to you. I wouldn't do it. Thank
0: you. I've heard that back in Tucker's early days, he would give his employees free junk food. There were there were uh, unmonitored kegs. He was letting people sleep under their desks. Like, was that your experience working for Tucker Carlson?
1: Uh, so th- those were the those were previous days, days before me. But there was booze in the office, obviously. And there was very freewheeling spirit to the Daily Caller. Yeah, there was a debaucherous uh, earlier Daily Caller days. People not just sleeping under the desks, but sleeping on the desks with their coworkers. So nice. deeply debaucherous environment uh, that got sorted out, right? And brought in a little different management. So let me tell you about Tucker as a boss. Uh, this is really important because character really matters. And there's a lot of people who lie in this profession and in this industry. And these people, they they, they, they lie to make money, but they project something that isn't real. And when you see them backstage at an event, and when you watch the way that they act and the way that they treat their staff and the way that they treat those around them, you realize that it's all front. Mm-hmm. It's all fake. Fugazi, Fugazi. And Tucker Carlson, I'm telling you, to, to, a, to a man is such a deeply kind-hearted, generous, incredible person. I left the building with him so many times. One time I left and there was like these three Guatemalan ladies that were the cleaning ladies. And they recognize him from Fox News. This was right when he got his Fox show, right? This was right when he got the show, Bill O'Reilly got canned and then they brought in Tucker. And he just started, he he was like skyrocketing to fame. People were amazed at this new format, right? Of of Tucker battling libs and he he was just such a bombshell when he first started the show. And they noticed him and they realized he was, they were riding the elevator with someone famous and they didn't really have the words to say it because they spoke such broken English. And Tucker Carlson legitimately sat there, took photos with them, like, talked with talked with them the best that he could. He has his black car waiting outside, and he's like, he's, like, chilling with these three ladies that are there after hours to clean the toilets. And I watched it. He wasn't doing it for show because I was, like, the only other guy there. It's in, he's an incredible man. He's an amazing person.
0: And that's what everybody in the conservative movement says.
1: He's an amazing person. He leads by example. He le- leads by example. He lives out his values.
0: Where were you in your career timeline when you've met your wife, Nurse Kate?
1: I was a unpaid intern living in intern flop housing in Washington, D.C.
0: And she was interested in you.
1: Uh, she was living in the same housing. Okay. And I tricked her into falling in love with me. How? Tricked her. So I was so – in Washington, D.C., there's always an event because every industry throws these big lavish parties. And these parties – uh, you know, the wheat growers, right? They'll, they'll buy out a bar or a restaurant and, and, and they'll invite all these members of Congress there and they can eat and drink for free. And that's their lobbying budget, right? And it's, it's allowed, it's legal. And if you know where the parties are, you can eat and drink for free and you never have to pay for another meal in DC. And when you have no money and you have no prospects and you, you have a job that pays you nothing, literally nothing, Uh, And you live in intern housing and you sleep in a bunk bed where I was, then you have to figure out a way to live. And that is the way I lived. I like ate and drank at these these parties that I wasn't invited to. And you have to look the part. So you have to like wear a suit. You have to look like a congressional staffer. They won't turn you away if you like look the part. And I had run out of ties because I didn't have enough money for laundry. And so, you know, you spill like marinara sauce or mustard on a tie. And so all I was left with was a bow tie. And there's this hot chick down at the end of the hall. And I was like, you know what? I don't know how to tie a bow tie. I had a bow tie that my grandfather gave me. So I'm going to go down there and I'm going to see if she knows how. This would be a great way to like talk with her. And so I knock on her door and she opens and I'm like, I don't know you. You don't know me, but like, do you know how to tie a bow tie? And she's, it's Tuesday night. Why are you wearing a bow tie? Oh, because I'm going to go steal. I'm going to go steal food. I'm going to sneak into reception. I'm not allowed into. And I'm going to go steal food. That's, 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 how I, that's how I do it. And hey, can you just help me?
0: Did she know how to tie a tie? She
1: learned how to tie a tie. She tied it on her thigh first. She like watched a YouTube video, figured out how to learn it. Best part about tying a bow tie is re- you get real intimate. You get like kind of up in there. Yeah. Right? Like close enough to kiss. And then I invited her out on a date that night. Did she go and to the party with said, you? She let me put on a dress.
0: Like to go to the party or to go to a yeah. restaurant?
1: And that's why I'll never look at another woman. I mean, I mean this, and I, I give this I want to give this advice to so many like so to your young listeners, but especially to like the young women, is there's no sort of thoughts that are looking for like an uh, an older rich man to just take care of them. That older rich man will never care about you because you didn't help him earn anything, and y- y- you're as disposable as um you know the next edition of the Ferraris he's going to drive, and there's always going to be someone thirstier and younger, you should build something with someone. That's where love is rooted in. Because when you love someone at their lowest point, when they don't have enough money to buy you dinner, which is when I met my wife, and when I had to trick a people into letting me into their party so I could steal their food, literally like steal their food. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound romantic because it's not, what, it's not what romance movies are made of, but that builds actual love. Like, that builds an actual—that that built a, a base for me to know that this woman actually, like, really loves me.
0: Okay, so this is what the girls that are in the dating world want to know. How long after meeting her did you ask her to be officially your girlfriend?
1: I traveled a little bit. Kay. So we sort of did, like, touch and go. Okay. And we were always—we were always uh, connected.
0: Because this is what guys do. They'll text us. They'll keep us like on this on this leash where they check in just enough,
1: <laughs> but they don't
0: want to make it official. And then they get like weirded out when you're like, hey, so where is this going?
1: So you have every right to ask that. And there came a point.
0: Should should a girl ask where is something going or should she say this is what I expect? You're either on board or you're not.
1: Yeah, you should be upfront with that. Because if you're going to build something, you should build it now. The best time to start was yesterday. The second best time to start is like today. And if you're going to build a great life with someone, if you're going to find that man and you should – I try as hard as I can to message to my young male audience this. Man, dude, the thing that Andrew Tate gets is that men really do want accomplishment. They really want to take hills. And whether that looks like Bugatti's or a Patek on your wrist or whether it looks like a mansion or whether it just looks like a happy family, men want – the trappings of a successful life, right? And the more mature you get, the more you realize that just looks like children that like greet you and say, dad, dad, when you come home, right? Like the more, the more mature you get, but either way, men want that. And if you have a family and if you have a wife that you love, and if you have children that are, that are depending on you to survive and depending on you to bring it home and to secure the bag, man, that like pushes you. That is a motivation that you actually must have in life as a precursor to being successful
0: but here's what all the red pill dudes on Twitter say and by the way 67 percent of men 18 to 29 have completely left the dating market by choice because Benny they don't feel like the uh reward of marriage is worth the risk they see uh two-thirds of women um two-thirds of women ask for a divorce they get alimony, they get child custody, they're like, There's, I'm not doing this. How do you tell a young man like marriage is worth the risk? Like how do you explain that? How do you convince them? They're so convinced it isn't.
1: Well, I think that young men have a problem with synthetic pornography and synthetic relationships. And women are the driving moral force in society. Men are not complicated creatures. Men will snap to the society that is placed around us by women. And I don't buy into this idea that. What did you say? What was the percentage? 67%.
0: 67%.
1: That seems extraordinarily high. We'll New never York date. Post,
0: Pew Research.
1: We'll never date.
0: They, it's not that they will never, but they're 18 to 29 years old and they're like, you know what? I don't even care about hooking up. I don't even care about going to the bars and hook up. I, I don't want anything to do with women because I find them unbelievably untrustworthy. I think they're all after my money. They think there is no such thing as a good woman. It is Oof. a massive problem. Oof. Yeah.
1: So be the change that you want to see in the world. If you want to attract a good woman, you should be a good guy. Do you want the girl that you're dating to be addicted to pornography or to be looking at every man, like, like, like any type of debaucherous thing they could possibly find on their phone day well, and Well, and you're exactly like,
0: right to talk about the pornography like, thing because- Reverse it, reverse engineer men, that. Like, the men that feel like I don't have to go to the bar to, to get laid or to, like, to get sexual gratification, they can get all of their needs met sitting on their couch. So they don't have to yep. – to, they're like, I'm not going to spend $9 on a cocktail for a girl to just reject me anyway. Yes. I'll just get off, like, guaranteed at home. And that's what they're doing.
1: And that's a poison. It's a poison for the entire – it's a poison for the culture. It's a poison for young men. It's an, it's an addiction that is worse than drugs or alcohol. And it is something that is – that we should talk about more openly, like as a movement. Because it is, a, again, an element of control. Because why are they always going after the family? Why are they always going after your ability to own land? Why is that always the thing that BlackRock is buying up in the world? They want to deprive men of the capacity to own land, to have a family, to have children when you come home. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. That the easiest way to drop the synthetic in life is to have something real. Mm. And when you have some – when you eat a real steak – or when you have real sex, or with someone you love and you are married to, and when you come home and there's some bouncing baby with fat rolls on the wrist that says "Dad, Dad," because that's the first word they learned, is your name, and they, that baby who can barely walk waddles over to you. You will, you will be able to drop every poison in your life you will be able to be rid yourself
0: it's a superpower to
1: flush out that poison from your life and they want to control you through that screen they want to control you from these even the girls that like yum yum ice cream so good gang gang like they want like that's that's just a feeder that's just, that's just the that's just the gateway into the uh, hacking the system but this is of what's your, scary. hacking the system of your brain for gratification which should come from a loving relationship and real sex with someone you really love for, for, for making of children who will really love you for the rest of your life and you'll never be alone because your kids love you and I love being a girl dad. That means I'll never be alone. I'll always have my beautiful girls.
0: Do you know what I like? Delicious all American meat. You know what I like even more? When that American meat is free. That's why I love good ranchers. They source the best meat in America and deliver it to your door, including wild caught, flash frozen, never farmed raised seafood. Even better, right now they are offering two years of free ground beef to anyone who subscribes. A $480 value. Not only are you going to get the best cuts of meat from a trusted 100% American sourced conservative company, but you're you're also going to lock in your price for two whole years when you subscribe to any of their boxes. That's two years of free, high-quality ground beef in a locked-in price. No other meat company guarantees you 100% American meat in a locked-in price. That's because no other meat company is Good Ranchers. Get grass-fed, grain-finished beef better than organic chicken and wild-caught seafood by going to GoodRanchers.com Clark today and using my code CLARK for $25 off and $480 of free ground beef in your first two years. Remember, subscribe to any box to lock in your price on America's best meat for two whole years. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Clark with code CLARK. GoodRanchers.com slash Clark with code CLARK for over five hundred dollars in savings. Your husband cannot deny it. that is a good deal. Or click the link in the description. Subscribe to Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. I mean, you nail this when you talk about it. And I've been trying to tell Charlie, Kirk, I've been trying to tell him like, you've got to be talking about this to the, to the young men. It is this thing of like, I don't know that marriage is worth the risk anymore yeah. because it is just this huge phenomenon amongst guys that are conservative. They're on the far right, but they're but they're basically buying into the same lie that the feminists bought into. Like, there's no such thing as a good man. Like, you're better off on your own. They're doing the same thing now on the far right. And we're just going to be reaping the same problems. I mean, how soon after dating Nurse Kate did you think, like, no, this is for sure my wife? Like, wife.
1: It's, I believe that I knew that, I knew that she was, going to be my wife the day that we sat on a beach in the middle of the night. She she, lives—her family's from Delaware. And she told me that she doesn't want to marry me.
0: She said, I don't want to marry you?
1: I don't want to marry anyone, she said.
0: And why?
1: Because she didn't want to be—she came from, like, a very, very rural—like, girls get married at 18— and she was attending the most elite nursing school in the world at the time, right, on a full-ride scholarship and had nothing but success ahead of her uh, and for, for her industry. And sure enough, she went and got that success, right? She was making great money at the, bi- at the biggest um, veteran service organization, Paralyzed Veterans America. She was medical director there. She had a corner office, everything. And she held her newborn baby for the first time, and she had to go back to work. A couple weeks later, and she said, "I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Like I'm done. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can swear on your podcast. That's fine." She's like, "I'm. I like. I will. Like this is. Again, there are forces that are more powerful. We are spiritual beings here, having a human existence, and there are forces that are more powerful, driving evolutionary forces that are more powerful than any synthetic thing they can put in front of you. And the holding of your child, and the looking down at that miracle." In your arms and time and space stops and the matter of the universe, you are holding literally the matter of the universe and the the heavens open and you get to hold an angel.
0: Do you think her telling you, "Uh, I don't think I ever want to get married or whatever. Do you think that that was attractive because you were like, oh, that's the challenge. That's like, that's the thing I want to.
1: Totally. And women should be more withholding. Women should women should
0: be more withholding. That's
1: good. They should be extraordinarily withholding. Think about like. Think about the romance period and where where so many movies are set in like this renaissance and women are not wearing, they're not wearing like, you can't see their tits or ass. Like they're not wearing, they're not wearing anything loca. They're like the 17 layers. And then they have some giant metal thing, uh, like whatever that's called, like around their waist, right? You can but they're so beautiful. Is that woman more beautiful than a girl wearing a thong on OnlyFans? Yes, actually. There are paintings in the Louvre of that girl wearing 17 layers of thick cotton and not showing her ankles. Like that that, that that woman drove the renaissance artists to paint for years her beauty. Mona Lisa I mean, what does a modern Mona Lisa look like? Not as beautiful as the one 500 years ago. And I think that there's something to that raw beauty and that the femininity of having something that is treasured, that is actually like exclusive and withholding and like meant for someone else. Yeah, that's the hottest thing out there. And guys know that's what they want. Guys know it in their heart. That's exactly like that's the wife. That's the trad wife. That's the trend. Okay,
0: and so speaking of trad wife, that's what okay, they want. Benny, this is the crazy. Are you a trad?
1: Are you are you a trad wife?
0: No, I'm not because I'm not I'm not married and I don't have kids yet. So I'm not going to go out here and learn. Wife? Um, I want to be a wife and a mother, but I don't know if I want to say trad because you know why? Because I I just genuinely don't know if I uh that, it takes a very special woman to be out there like in the middle of nowhere, no Sephora anywhere near, <laughs> like you know chickens and all that. Like I don't know that I can do it. But I, I want to live. Traditionally, as far as value wise, but a true trad wife, I think that's like country living. Like I don't know, I don't know that I'm cut out for that. No,
1: I disagree with that. I don't think. I think that's actually cruel to your wife, because when you have kids, you realize you need help, like you need support, you need friends. One of my favorite. You shouldn't drag your wife. I'm against you dragging your wife like out to the middle of nowhere and like saying I'm just going to chop wood all day. Like
0: I'm obsessed with this idea that. One of my favorite authors, one of my favorite parenting books is by Jefferson Beth Key. And hint, hint, I'll drop here. He's going to be on the spillover soon. But he wrote an entire book saying, we have made a huge mistake actually – propping up the idea of the nuclear family, it actually ideally should be a multi-generational family, meaning you have that extra Mm. help or extra family members living in the home, grandma, and you take care of them and it all goes full circle. He's like, so this idea of like isolating mom and dad with the kids to do everything by themselves that actually isn't biblical. And I'm like, oh, this is what like we were supposed to do. I totally agree.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's not. And some of the happiest people on earth uh, come home Two multi-generational families living in extremely close proximity to each other. And you see why that was actually the cornerstone of American life. and has been destroyed by modernism.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this is one of my favorite. Uh, this is like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. So went super viral on Twitter. There was a woman saying that you are not conservative. You have issues in your marriage. There, are, there is no order in your home if your husband has ever changed a diaper.
1: oh my she wouldn't like our home i mean i don't i probably change if i'm being fair i probably change 10 percent of the diapers but does that mean that
0: nurse kate doesn't know her role as a woman
1: no it means that i'm here to help and fathers must help their families and if you're too good for a job then you're not a real man Mm. you shouldn't be too good for a job that assists the person that you love and the little people that you've created, what, what kind of a world is that? That's a bad, that's a bad man. What, 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 you're, you're too good to change a diaper?
0: Well, I said like, oh, so it's better if, if you uh, as the woman have to go out then and run errands for three hours, like get the groceries and do all that. And so your husband's watching the baby. Is your baby supposed to sit there and it's crap and it's dirty diaper until you get home, even if it's going to be several
1: hours? Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the critique because there's <laughs> no way. The there's no way that her stuff. husband has never changed a diaper. Well, of course, that's like impossible. No,
0: it's impossible. it's fake. It's fake. It's this fake Twitter
1: babies be pooping stuff. Babies be pooping like crazy. Have and you
0: and have. Nurse Kate ever talked about what you would do if one of your kids became a leftist and publicly came out uh, like as opposed to your beliefs? Because you know this has happened with Kellyanne Conway. This has happened to Senator Ted Cruz.
1: Yeah. Again, I think that absentee parenthood is a real problem. Mm. We make big choices every single day to refuse more money, refuse more career opportunities to be present for our children. And I can tell you this, that for my – my oldest daughter is three years old and there there have probably been – you could count on one hand the days that she has not seen her mother or her father like for a full 24 hours. Yeah. We have been there for virtually every single day of her life. And if if we're not there, then it's grandma and grandpa who's there, right? Sometimes we must – America Fest is a good example. Like Kate and I come out here. It is totally cruel to like drag the kids for such a crazy trip, right? And so we leave them with their grandparents. But that's it. I mean, you, you, and if you are that present in your children's lives, then your values will be learned through osmosis. And also if you are – limiting of the v- the vectors and the vortexes that can warp your child's life. I mean, it doesn't... I'm My kids are not going to be on... My kids are not going to have an iPad. My kids are not going to be on TikTok. They're not going to be... They're not They're not going to have a cellular device until they're 18, period.
0: I fully agree with that. They're not going to have that. Do you think You're, that I some wouldn't let some
1: creepy weirdo like wearing a tank top like that smells like cheese fries like come slither into my house and like also raise my kids. I'm not going to let it happen electronically either. Mm-hmm. And more parents should put their foot down because I'll tell you the tr- the, what those devices are here for is actually the parents. It has nothing to do with the children. It's f- because the parents get exhausted and tired tired of parenting and they don't have the energy for it. This, although, this goes back to being a strong parent. Are they some don't conservatives? have the energy for it and so they hand them an iPad and guess what? The kid shuts up. Yeah. For like hours, the kids won't bother you. You slap you slap an iPad in their face.
0: Have you noticed that the conservative movement is just as rife with virtue signaling frauds on Twitter as the left is?
1: I think to a lesser degree, but yeah. There's a considerable amount of that.
0: Just posting stuff, basically engagement farming in the conservative space, trying to get clicks, trying to get a lot of mentions, a lot of responses or whatever. Is there a line that shouldn't be crossed when it comes to that.
1: I think that if you're doing anything inauthentic, that it's eventually going to collapse and you will be proven to be a fraud. And there is an enormous amount of inauthentic behavior, obviously, online. And there's an easy way to, get, to go viral, obviously, like to say certain things that you believe or don't believe. But what, what are the values of your life play out? Like, how, how, does the val- how, how, do, you, how do you actually live? And if that if that doesn't reflect your values, then you're you're a fraud and you should really be careful because especially if there's a lot of eyeballs on you, you have a responsibility to give. To to live to one, be a especially if you have a large audience, to be a billboard for these values and you got to be you got to be cautious. You got to be really careful and also more more importantly, um, don't lead these kids astray. Like if you're going to tell them that marriage is the way and the kids are the way and the family is the way, don't hide your kids. Don't hide your family. Don't okay, hide your marriage. So you are bringing
0: up a like, good point because some people are that. saying some people are saying that you, that you should not ever post your child's face online at all, that any picture or video that even shows your child's face is exploitation, and that your kids should not be posted online until they are at an age they can consent to it. Now, you and your wife share your kids a lot, but that is your MO. You're like, no, we want to show our family because we want to show people that having a family is what is morally right. Yes. I think the other side of this is, is really extreme, to be like, you can't post your child at all. I think that's ridiculous. They're not doing something inappropriate. I think that's ridiculous.
1: But but where does that go? Hold on, people have been taking photos of their kids. People have been painting photos of their kids or like carving rocks, you know, like people love their kids. There are portraits of kids all throughout history. What is the difference now? Just because it's a little bit easier? it It doesn't make any sense to me. In fact, you should be outward. Dude, what examples are there of good fatherhood for young men? What men are out there living out a trad father life and being proud of it. Because I can tell you what, for every one example of that, there's 400,000 guys out there that are living this debaucherous, horrific, degenerative lifestyle and, and projecting that on young men.
0: What do you think Elon Musk's actual political ideology is?
1: Fatherhood? I mean, he has 10 kids. <laughs> like, talk about, talk about the richest guy in the world. But do you
0: think he's actually conservative? Or do you think he just knows how to play the game?
1: I think he's a, I think he's a humanist. Like, he, 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 like, feels human energy. Mm-hmm. He clearly, like, is a populist, cares about the human population. And he is a, he's a father because he realizes that that's truly—that's the purpose of life. Is like, he going to fight Zuckerberg? Well, he's tweeting all day. He's Xing all day, like, how he's going to go to Mark Zuckerberg's house and, like, live stream it.
0: I feel like you have to be there for a
1: knock on his door.
0: Like, you have to
1: be there. Him. Well, I would love to. But Zuck is now cuck- Zuck's cucking out. <laughs> Zuck's saying no, he's not going to do it. Zuck's saying he won't do it anymore. And and he's chickened out. There's a huge tea right now about this. Because what? apparently Mark Zuckerberg chickened out and ran away from Elon Musk.
0: But I thought he was saying that Elon did that. I thought he was saying, like, Elon refuses to, to set a date.
1: Elon's saying he's going to live stream himself, driving to Zuckerberg's house. <laughs> and apparently Zuckerberg... Uh, is out on a a business trip and was seen like hastily packing all of his stuff and fleeing so that Elon couldn't call him out and fight him. So more of that. More of that in men. More of a championship level. I think men challenging each other to duels is awesome. And I think men challenging each other to fights is like, going back to what real masculinity is. And the richest men in the world doing that is something we've never seen. King's always had other men fight their battles for them. This is like a level of romanticism and but a we level used to of badassery. Public duels in the streets. Yes, this is great. The two richest men in the world are, are like gonna fight each other in the Coliseum. This is incredible. King's never fought each other. This is amazing.
0: When like the Steven Crowder drama, for example, dropped, like how did you feel seeing
1: that? Ooh, man, you, there's a line uh, there, there are a lot of lines in the scripture about when, when there's a lot of eyeballs on you, when you have followers, when you have people that are watching you, you just got to be careful. There's going to be demons that attack you more. And that are coming after you to make a fool of you. And you must guard against it. I would say I pray for Steven Crowder. And I hope that um, I hope that things get sorted because nobody – man, it's just tough to watch.
0: Did it, you think you immediately like, oh, things are as bad as they're saying? Or did you kind of just assume like, oh, this is just disgruntled employees at first?
1: I try not to gossip monger. I really do. And there's no shortage of gossip and there's no shortage of lies on the internet. Um, I'm not trying to defend anyone here, but I am trying to like not throw a stone inside of a glass house. And it's really just this – really the thing for me was I know he's going through a divorce right now. And again, I do my best to, like not gossip monger. But divorces are rough especially when you have kids and it sucks, man. And I've, it's been in my family, right? And, like I've seen this up close and personal – With siblings and people I love, and it just sucks, man, especially for the kids. Big time sucks, and you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it, and you wish people could sort things out for the sake of the children.
0: I mean, there are people that say, like, well, he was, like, an incredibly difficult boss to work for, whatever. You've been everywhere from intern level to to manager level – um, you know, CEO level of different various political businesses or whatever. I mean, I've been
1: fired from every company in media.
0: Well, and, and everybody, naturally, there are going to be bosses <laughs> that you jive with. There are going to be people who, who like your management style. There are going to be people who, who dislike your management style. I mean, there are people who've said that you're very difficult to work for. Like, I mean, I think everyone can will have somebody that says that about them if they've been a management at some point yeah. in your life. Like, what do you have to say about that?
1: I mean, I love the fact that when you wake up in the morning and you have a vision that you can go out and in this modern world, you can create that vision. I want a place where culture and politics and memes (laughs) and the energy of the Internet sort of meets this moment that we're having right now as a nation. I feel like we could change the nation by doing that and creating – more of that energy and so we go out and do it and creation is an act of sheer will creation is difficult and so you have to be willing to put in the hours and you have to be willing to put in the sweat and the effort and the equity in order to like get what what you want no one's ever going to hand it to you and that's what's so fun about being a creative is a lot of these guys start from absolutely nothing whether it's mr beast or some of the biggest names in the conservative movement, or there's Charlie at Turning Point USA.
0: So, you're, what you're trying to allude to is that something like people think like posting memes isn't hard work or whatever. Like, no, it's it's a high pressure environment to always be first with the news. Have you
1: ever made a viral meme? You know, like yeah. like it is actually incredibly yeah. difficult. So it's like not creation. like just some easy
0: coasting. So you hold a high standard for your employees, yes. which could be difficult for some. But then, but the product you're saying speaks for itself.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we have nearly 10 million followers on, on our social media platforms, and the engagement levels are through the roof. People love it, and, they, and we're, I believe we're positively affecting the culture. And so with that comes a huge responsibility. Yeah. And you shouldn't take that for granted because the moment you take it for granted, that, that audience can leave. And they, the uh, audiences online have never owed you their attention less yeah. than today. There's so – attention is value in this industry and you must be you must you must not take it for granted if people are paying attention and if people are watching your stuff and you have to then invest reinvest and work really really hard to like make sure that those people you're not you're not you're not violating their trust in you as a creator and so you have to be authentic in your family and in the values that you preach because then you're proven a fraud when Again, I don't want to name names. I don't want to go after people necessarily because this is a tough industry, but you got to live out your values, man. And if you want to talk about parenting and if you want to talk about marriage and if you want to talk about trad living, then you should go out and you should live that way. And your your lifestyle, your choices you make should reflect that.
0: Who in the conservative movement really excites you right now with their content?
1: Well, what Tucker's doing is crazy. I mean, I know this seems like a simple, like an easy answer, but like what Tucker's doing is wild. Nobody's ever done what Do you think it's
0: going to revolutionize conservative media, him putting his show on Twitter?
1: Yes. It like, already has.
0: Like will everything become on Twitter instead of YouTube?
1: No, no, because they're two totally different ecosystems. Okay. And YouTube is like 25% of the internet's traffic. Twitter doesn't even scratch the surface of that. So the YouTube ecosystem is, is just monster and, and, and really, really powerful. And if more conservatives stopped whining about, I mean, then third and like started oh my actually. Everyone
0: is, everyone is being shadow banned and censored. Let me tell you, like, no, actually the content you're posting just sucks. It's boring. It looks like S- crap. And that's why it's not getting engagement.
1: Start creating. And it, t- it is, it's create, the creation process of, <laughs> the creation process is tough.
0: Okay. So tell us like, what are some pieces of advice for people who are wanting to grow their following on Twitter? Like, what is the secret sauce to Twitter? To being a meme lord.
1: Oh, um, so on Twitter, the way that we have grown our audience, which is rounding the corner on two million Twitter followers, is to offer a service, which is to package the news for you better than any news site could and to give it to you without a link or a, forcing you to click off the platform. And so we'll rip the videos if the, well, you know, whatever it is, and we'll package it like you would a headline like you would on a newspaper, you know, or an article and we'll we'll put it out as fast as humanly possible. We try and beat everyone and that offers a service and people come to our page for that service because they know that we're going to break the news and we're, we're going to get, you know, we're going to give them a value add. That takes a lot of work. That takes years. of What is your like, phone?
0: Like, you know how at the end of the day or at the end of the week, it'll tell you like how many hours you spend on your phone on average per day. What is yours? Too much. Just way
1: too much. Daily average, seven hours.
0: Wait, that's way less than I thought. Does that surprise you?
1: Daily average, seven hours. Uh, having children means I come home and I put my phone down.
0: Is that like a family rule
1: or your rule? My rule. Because... I come home at 5 o'clock, and then they go to bed at 7. So I only have this short little window with them.
0: Would you have, like, an office and everything that you go to? Yeah. For meme-making?
1: Well, I do more than just make memes.
0: I know, but people listening don't know.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I have a daily show that streams for an hour per day. It's one of the most highly watched YouTube streaming shows uh, for my time slot. What's it called? The Benny Show. Okay. And then we make probably 60 pieces of content per day of video content. How
0: many employees do you have? 12. Okay. And are they just 24-7 like checking for breaking news?
1: Yeah. So we're doing that breaking news, but then also we do, you know, long-form deep dives into the news of the day. That's the original content that we publish on YouTube. That's the kind of content that like really flies on YouTube where you're like explaining what's going on. But then also we're sort of, you know omnipresent on social media we just don't i mean members of the team just don't sleep yeah no <laughs> yeah. i know
0: that for sure alx for sure <laughs> that that kid has never missed a headline so i don't think he sleeps at all mm-hmm.
1: yeah so it's an incredible it's an incredible team of of killers and people that like really want to go take the next hill and really want to like change really want to like change like change and fight for the world around him. but you have to have the energy to do that and you have to be willing to make sacrifices to so go besides do
0: that. baby coming what's something fun that you're working on right now
1: um, that we can look forward to. I was I'm here in Arizona because I filmed with the uh, Jacob Chansley, the shaman from January 6th, and he's going to teach me how to be a shaman.
0: I hope that you asked him all about like I, I genuinely am so curious about his treatment in jail, like yeah. how like unfair. We asked
1: about that. Great. Everyone in jail watched the Tucker Carlson segment <gasps> that effectively showed the real story no of what way. happened and how he was entrapped.
0: Holy crap. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be great. And so this is going to be posted where? Uh,
1: on my social media. Okay. At, at Benny Johnson.
0: At Benny Johnson. That's where people can follow yeah. you? Yeah. And shout out, you have to shout out your wife's Instagram too. At Nurse Kate. At, at, at Nurse Kate. Yeah. Thank you so much for at coming Nurse on Kate the spillover.
1: <laughs> 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 sure. Do we even have a topic? Do we just...
0: This is just like life with Benny. Yeah, we didn't really even have
1: a topic. We that's were like, it. Yeah, family. Your life, Content.
0: your career history, your life, your hot takes on different like insane Twitter takes. Yeah. Your screen time.
1: <laughs> I know. Seven hours. Hey. That's what it is. Seven hours and twenty seven hours and twenty six minutes.
0: Seven hours and twenty six minutes for the haters. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Benny, for coming on the spillover. Thanks, Alex. So it's kind of funny. We have really done away with having any men speak at our uh, Turning Point USA Young Women's Leadership Conference every year except Benny. Benny is always on the lineup because ladies love Benny Johnson. So I hope that you loved this episode and maybe you learned some things about him that you didn't know before. I really tried to ask him some stuff and get some insight like behind the scenes in his marriage and, you know, relationships and things like that that maybe you've never heard before. And the thing about this, show is, yes, I am conservative. Yes, this show is uh, produced by a conservative company. But I really try to choose guests and topics that are just cultural and something that anyone would want to listen to. And then once in a while, I'll throw in somebody like a Benny Johnson to kind of, you know. be that like conservative episode. But I do try to do uh, a pretty mass appeal topics, I think, every week. But if I was to invite another person from the conservative movement on, who should it be? Leave a five-star review for this episode. Give me your suggestions. I briefly got into this topic with Benny, but next week, the whole episode will be about this. The male red pill movement in regards to dating and marriage and how this online subgroup of conservatives have completely twisted the biblical idea of patriarchy in marriage. We're discussing what a healthy and then unhealthy patriarchy in the home looks like, and then the bizarre growth of conservative women and men subscribing to this very twisted worldview online. If you prefer to watch my interviews instead of listen, you can subscribe to Real Alex Clark on YouTube. That's also my personal Instagram and where you can find a lot more content from me daily in between Spillover episodes. New interviews drop Thursdays at 9 p.m. Pacific or midnight Eastern, which is technically Fridays. I'm Alex Clark, and this is The Spillover. Love you, mean it, bye.